Elaine Gabbert, I want to know why we should draft you. Because if you don't draft me, I'm going to have to beat you for the next 15 years. You cannot lose games in the NFL and still win. It's the land of 10,000 plus codes. Not even our commissioners bring in the news. Throwing in 40 bucks and pray we don't lose. As the saying goes, either way we move. land of 10,000 plus codes. Not even our commissioners bring in the news. Throwing in 40 bucks and pray we don't lose. As the saying goes, either way we go. Zimmel, Tony, Kevin Plow, and Asian Dave. Jay Wild Tyler, and Leaf Blast Terrible Trades. Alex and Andrew, and don't forget the good old Eason. Our fantasy football league, tis the season. It's the land of 10,000 plus coons Not even our commissioners bringing the news Throwing in 40 bucks and pray we don't lose As the saying goes, either way we booze I'll tell you what I'm gonna need to clean up on aisle 5 after that one I'll tell you what, you might Welcome to Season 2, Episode 12 of the Land of 10,000 Plus Coons Fantasy League Podcast. As always, your host, Ryan Eason, Team Double Badge, Double Anal. With me tonight, i got a special guest host per usual, uh, another person from the league. Haven't had him on in a year. Good to have him back. He's been on a hot streak in, in, our, in our league lately, just killing it, racking up $5 one week at a time. Ladies and gentlemen, Tyler Herman. How we doing? Doing well, doing well. How are you doing? How's, uh, how's Rochester? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, it's been uh, pretty much right about a year. I think I was on right about a week 11 last year, but uh, it's been good. Down here, kind of segregated from everybody else, so I live vicariously through the pod to figure out how everyone's doing. Love it. Love it. I think it, would be, uh, it wouldn't be Minnesota me to, to, to not ask how the, how the weather is uh, down there. Uh, <laughs> Got uh, to always yeah. ask that. It hasn't been too bad. we got a couple uh, snowstorms here and there, but... I think it's been relatively similar to what you guys, kind of a inch or two of dusting and obviously just freezing fucking cold here within the last week too, so yeah, as brutal as can be, it's way too early for how cold it is. Yeah, I was going to say, say it's a cold as shit there too, it's 16 degrees right now here. Yeah, I think it's right about that too, I was just looking at that myself. I woke up the other morning and it said 7 degrees with a high of 12 and a wind chill of negative 8, I'm like, I fucking hate this place. Whew. Yeah, I don't know what we're doing here. No, no, no. Yeah, well, well sad to see that it's the same uh, down south. Thought maybe you know a couple <laughs> yeah. hours south, think it's tropical. Guess not. Unfortunately, sometimes we get it a little bit nicer weather, but not by much. Right, right. Okay, well, let's uh, get on with the show. Uh, I got to do the three fifty club, three dollars fifty cents. Be a league sponsor. Get your name shout out. We got Tony Raker, aka Phony Faker, Noah Zernico, Noah Z, and Alex Williams. A Dub. Thank you, boys, for the three fifty. Herman, did you watch uh, the games this past weekend? What was it? Yeah. What was it like for you? Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was pretty good. I think I watched a good majority of the games, even though Vikings run a bye and other team I kind of follow is uh, the Broncos. They run a bye as well because that's my wife's team. She was born and raised down in Denver for the most part, so I kind of follow them. So there wasn't a whole lot of interesting football beyond um, those teams being on bye. But yeah, Thursday night Steelers Panthers. That was an absolute ass whooping, which was. Which is good to see since I have a lot of Steelers in a bunch of different leagues. So um, that was good. Um, yeah. Into Sunday, yeah, into Sunday wasn't a whole lot of great games. A lot of them were pretty much blowouts that I could see. It wasn't nearly as many. Pretty... What was that? There wasn't nearly as many games either. 
No, there was a whole bunch of teams on by last week and even coming into this week as well. So just a, just not a whole lot of great games across the board. Probably the best game was that Seahawks-Rams game. Yeah. So I so you, there, there wasn't a Vikings game this, this past weekend, and uh, I usually go to my, my parents' place to watch the Vikings and, and have mm-hmm. dinner and stuff. It's kind of like my tradition. Yep. And uh, no Vikings game, and uh, they actually are, are snowbirds now for the second year in a row. They moved to Florida uh, starting yeah, in November, so I didn't go there. So I actually stayed at my place, and I have uh, the NFL Red Zone. Are you familiar with it? Yeah, absolutely. I actually uh, have the benefit of working for the cable company myself, so we get Red Zone. So that's all we had on all day. Yeah, so I, 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 ne- I never watch it because I'm never uh, at my place where I get it. Um, so I experienced it for the first afternoon ever, and holy shit, it's a it's a fantasy football podcast host what dream? <laughs> Absolutely, that's all they do is just whip around. As soon as you get semi into a game or into a drive, they're on to the next thing. I think the mo- I think I'd just try to watch it on mute because Scott Hansen is brutal. He's the host of the uh, Red Zone. He just I don't know. He just isn't great at commentating and flipping between <laughs> games. So it's hard to listen to him, but it's nice to see all the games when I can. <laughs> he's got a, he's got a great job. I would, I think there's, oh, like a, that is true. I'll give him that. I think there's a million dudes out there that would kill to have his job. Absolutely. But yeah, it was, it was awesome, man. No commercial breaks. Uh, yep. I think it was kind of an off week. Like there was like, like you said, not a ton of good games. There's a lot of blowouts and, yeah. A lot of close ones. The noon games are definitely better, but let's just break it down real quick, um, matchup by matchup. I uh, had the Red, Redskins Bucks uh, for a noon game. Redskins uh, sixteen to three. The, the Bucks look uh, pretty terrible. Yeah, yeah. Fitzmagic did not do anything Fitzmagic worthy. I mean, it was pretty impressive. Tampa Bay puts up over five hundred yards as an offense, and Fitzmagic gets no touchdowns, throws two picks, gets a fumble himself. They just shot themselves in the foot every time they got to the red zone, threw two picks in the red zone, and fumbled in the red zone. So they should have easily won that game, but Washington just kind of held on. Right, yeah. yeah. It was like every time it was like the Bucks were getting down to the to the red zone, they kept flipping to that, and then, yeah, they just would never score points. <laughs> it, was, it was brutal. It was it was ugly to watch when it was on, on the screen. But I was a fan because uh, also this it was a weekend of first for me, actually. Uh, first time watching the red zone, and it was uh, the first time this year I did uh, sport betting again. I uh, nice. put, put, put money back in my account and bet on the NFL games for the first time this year. And uh, I, the Redskins were underdogs for some reason, so I, I jumped on the money yeah. line with that. That was my my upset win, I guess. Yeah, that was, a, that was a good call. Yeah, I didn't really understand how they were how Tampa Bay was minus three and a half. I mean, I, everybody just jumps on the Fitz Magic train. Not that he's bad, but he's he's either one way or the other. He's either four hundred yards and four touchdowns, or he's this. He's three hundred yards and four picks. Right. And he fumbled too, I think, right? Yeah, yep, and fumbled as well too. So I'm with you. I'm I'm always into the sports betting. I've done it for many years now too, but a little less so this year. But it's it's always fun, especially when you first get back into it. Yeah, yeah, it was exciting. But uh, yeah, then the uh, Thursday night game, kind of, we kind of already talked about that. You mentioned it. Steelers whooped the Panthers' ass. It looked like the Steelers again. Um, Cardinals Mm -hmm. Chiefs, twenty six fourteen. Chiefs won. Pretty yeah. – nothing to really say there. It was pretty obvious not, they were going to win. Yeah, not too much. Just kind of surprising that the Cardinals kept it to within 12. I mean, I think yeah. the line was like minus 17 or something crazy. So Cardinals defense kind of played relatively well. I, th- I just think Mahomes didn't really have to do much. Of course, the two touchdowns go to Tyreek because he's good as fuck at football. 
And then David Johnson actually decided to, you know, be David Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a killer game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so, so Chiefs winning, no surprise there. What was a surprise, kinda at least winning by this much was the Bills beating the Jets forty-one to ten. Did yeah. you see that one coming? Yeah, no, not at all. And I think that was really surprising too. Is as soon as they flip over to Matt Barkley, the old USC stud, they uh, they're like, oh yeah. By the way, we're just gonna kick the shit out of the Bills. I mean, I know Jets didn't have Sam Darnold. They had Josh McCowan. But he's kind of a journeyman who's been good in the NFL, honestly. He just did not play well whatsoever. New York has no running game whatsoever. And Shady had a nice little bust-out game and decided to score a couple tutties finally. I've got him in one league, so it's nice to see that break out. Yeah, yep. He had, a, he had a great game. I think he got like 29 points or something like that. Yeah, something like that. It was crazy. Yeah, I'll take yeah. Uh, I, I'm thankful for the Jets, though, um, because they're the the – they took over the Viking spot as the, the shittiest team to play the Bills this year. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, that was a horrible game for all Vikings fans involved. So it's glad to see them at least blow out another team so we're just the only ones. Right, yeah, we're not, yeah, exactly. Um, the closest game probably, one of the closest, was the, the Jaguars and Colts. Colts just sneaking mm-hmm. by 29-26. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a, yeah, that was a close one too. It was pretty close throughout the whole game and, Really, the Jaguars had a chance to, to win it or at least tie it and send it to OT. I know I caught the back end of that one on red zone. I think it was close to the last one to finish for kind of those early games. They got down like inside the 30 or just before the red zone, and then they caught one over the middle and fumbled it. And Indy picked it up with about 50 seconds left and recovered the fumble, so they didn't get a chance to attempt the field goal. So could have went better for him, but hey, Blake Bortles did Blake Bortles thing, got all his garbage time points so stayed fantasy relevant if nothing else i think adam <laughs> or something like that i don't remember but yeah uh yeah that's hilarious uh, not having <laughs> quite the season yet last year no then we got uh lions and bears a lot of seen north rivalry here lions got tried to try to keep it close but uh bears were just a little too much to handle matt stafford is not playing well for the second week in a row it looked pretty Pretty flat, and Mitch Trubisky yeah. is somehow doing things uh, on <laughs> offense, so maybe he's not yeah. that bad. Yeah, I don't know. He, he surprises me, too. I mean, he's a he's a um, UNC guy. He went to North Carolina, who's one of my college basketball teams. So mm-hmm. I got to watch him a little bit in college, and he was a stud. So I wasn't sure how he transitioned to the NFL. But 355 and three tutties, I mean, he's he continues to do it. I think I saw a stat today. He's like one of only two or three quarterbacks this year that have gone over 35-plus points in multiple games. So I'm like, okay, apparently this dude's just an every-week starter. Just put him in and plug and let him go. Yeah, yes, so. Yes, so. I'm slowly oh. slowly starting to believe he can uh, he can do things. But, well, it'll, it'll be a good test this, this upcoming weekend against the Vikes. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. We'll see if we're, our defense can hold up playing – Playing in Chicago, they obviously play a lot better at home, and their defense is, is really good. But as long as Kirk doesn't hold the ball for 18,000 years like he likes to do, we got a shot. Right. Saints kicked the shit out of the Bengals. Oh, yeah. A little bit of surprise, yeah. Bengals at home. I thought they'd put up a little bit more of a fight than that. Yeah, me too. I, it was it was an ugly one. Everyone was calling this kind of the trap game. They're coming off a bye, traveling on the road. Cincinnati is going to be ready for them, and... Turns out Drew Brees and Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara were like, actually, we're better than you. Just stop. Right. 
Patriots, they lose to the Titans, 34-10. to 10. This is probably the biggest upset. What the what the fuck happened here? 10 points yeah. only with the Patriots? <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, I know Tennessee's defense is good. They're, they're number one in scoring defense on the year, number one in yards against. Mm-hmm. So playing at home, maybe they just kind of came in. I feel like Tennessee's kind of been an odd Achilles heel for New England the last couple years. But, mm-hmm. I mean, Brady, literally 50% passing, didn't throw a touchdown. Sony Michelle sucked. Like, they just looked ugly all around. Yeah, and, I mean, they didn't have Gronk, but it's not like they haven't whooped ass right. with Gronk not in the lineup. He's not in the lineup half the time, so it shouldn't Yeah, matter. exactly. He's hurt all the fucking time, so yeah. it's been just a headache for everyone who's had him this year. Yeah, and another big upset, uh, at least I, I think it was, the Browns beating the Falcons 28-16. to oh, yeah. you're, you're, you're an Atlanta fan, right? Or at least you like Caleb I, I Jones? I am. That was, a, that was a tough one to watch. They're... Their defense looked absolutely abysmal. I mean, they've, they've really had a lot of injuries. They lost their starting safety, a couple linebackers. and But still, you can't let the Cleveland Browns beat you 28-16 and Nick Chubb busting off a 92-yard run. That's just – you don't do that unless your defense played poorly and missed a bunch of tackles. So that one is hard to watch. But on the offensive side, at least Julio is doing Julio things now and scores in back-to-back games. So – a little bit of solace for me, if nothing else. Right, that's 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 the biggest thing for you. I gotta think having Julio mm-hmm. Jones on your team. So, yeah, yeah, it's been it's been tough. The first he he just gets yardage every week, which has been good. But now that kind of the touchdown train is rolling, hopefully that will continue. Yeah, well, at least he doesn't have a toe injury like uh, my, <laughs> my guy AJ Green. So, right yeah. now at the yeah. current moment, you're you're you're. you're you're winning the, the who's better bet right now. I, I'll, I'll take the guy that plays any day over the guy. Yeah, absolutely. They both kind of had their injury history too, so they're, they're always fun to compare. It's just I feel like A.J. Green's the I'm going to get 40 yards and a touchdown, and Julio's like I'm going to get 106 yards and no touchdown. Right. So it's just kind of pick your poison who's going to have the better week. Right, right. I agree. Chargers, Raiders, Chargers uh, continue to win. The Raiders continue to be awful, twenty to six. Nah, don't really know what else there is to say about that one. <laughs> there's, there's nothing else there. I mean, the Chargers just feed Melvin Gordon and let him go. He leads the leads the team in rushing, leads the team in receiving this last week. So just yep. giving them ball and let him run. Yep, and then Phil Rivera just game manages. It doesn't doesn't really ever suck, but he's never gonna like absolutely kill it either. He's just, he's just right. you know, you're you're steady Eddie at Phil Rivera, so Yep. It works for me the weeks that I played him. He's gonna get me seventeen to twenty two and I, I can work with that. Lowest turnover margin in the NFL I'll take. Yeah, it's true. Alright. And then we had uh Kind of talked a little bit about the Seahawks and Rams. It was a really good game, 31-36. The Rams continue to win close games, though. Uh, yeah. Do you realize how many close games the Rams have had? They've had at they've least had, four. They've had a bunch. They've had a bunch. I couldn't say it off the top of my head, but a lot of them have been one, one two-score games, kind of that 7-10 to ten point range. But this one it even looked like the Seahawks really had control for a large majority. I mean, they're up 14 rip before anybody even knew what happened. Oh no! They so the, so they got to seven seven and then I think Seattle scored right before half or something like that. But it really looked like Seattle kind of controlled the game and LA kind of was in comeback mode. Right. So the Rams have had they they won by a touchdown against the Vikings. They won by three against the Broncos. Won by two against the Seahawks. Won by two against the Packers. And then this game. So this is their fifth game where they've won by seven or less points. So. 
Yeah, we'll see. We'll, I mean, it's it's working for them. We'll see how this goes next Monday against Kansas City because they're not gonna, they're going to have to put up another thirty five plus burger to even stay in that game. Yeah, the thing that's just the most surprising about the Rams is their defense. I think has been way overhyped from the beginning of the season. They're they actually kind of suck. Like teams have no problem yeah. scoring on them, so. Yeah, oddly enough, so and it, their defensive line is absolutely insane. I mean, they got four literally previous first round picks, and with that trade for Dante Fowler from the from the Jaguars, and everyone's like, "Oh, they're going to be able to get up, get after the quarterback, no problem." And they're like, "Well, that's fine, but if you run quick slants against their shit ass corners and safeties, they can still score. Yeah. People can still score points." Yeah, and their linebackers kind of suck. Run the ball. You just can't run the ball. Yeah, yeah, true. But their offense is just so fucking good. They'll just outscore teams for what they're doing. Yep. Um, but Dolphins-Packers, this this was a close game the first half. And then, uh, I don't know, Aaron Rodgers did things in the second half. <laughs> and then uh, the Dolphins uh, got the shit kicked out of them. Uh, Brock Wa- Os- Asweiler couldn't beat uh, Aaron Rodgers. Nope. So. Yeah, it was kind of the Aaron Jones coming out party. They just, they just kept it on the ground and... Finally, kind of freed Aaron Jones, 145 yards and two touchdowns was was perfect. But yeah, like you said, it was close relatively throughout, and then kind of late third quarter, Green Bay ran away with it, and fourth quarter just kind of run out the clock time. So not too much going on in the second half. Yeah, Sunday night game, Cowboys beat the Eagles. I guess that's a little bit of a surprise. Zeke had a great game. Um, yeah, Carson Wentz yeah. looked nearly as good. Yeah, thankfully mine. Came down, I played, uh, we'll get to it, but I played Leap Bad last week too. And thankfully, I even said it before the game started, I was like, Zeke's going to come out and just go absolutely bananas. So if I wouldn't have had Zach Ertz, I think he would have won because he needed like 32 or something like that to come back and tie me. And he, I think he got right around that, 32 to 35. And thankfully, Ertz got me enough to win the matchup. But he made me real nervous Ooh. when he's going off for 150 and two touchdowns or a touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> Well, good. that's good. You got the you got the dub though. I'll take it. Sorry, Leaf. <laughs> Giants and 49ers. I didn't I didn't watch a second of this game, but apparently the Giants beat the 49ers 27 to 23, and it was a good game. Apparently. Uh, yeah, I was literally doing anything else because I couldn't care less about this game, and I think that's what 90 percent of football watchers. I mean, unless you had like OBJ or Brita, it wasn't even a game really worth watching. I mean, I heard Eli led. A game-winning drive at the end. At the end of it, OBJ scored a couple times. I think Breida scored a couple times. But beyond that, it's it's the 49ers and the Giants who cares. I have a question for you. Do you think this is Eli's last year? Um, I think I think it. I think they should really strongly consider it. I really don't know what direction they would go with quarterback. There's not really going to be anybody in free agency that I can think of. Like probably the best bet would be Teddy Two Gloves. Coming from the Saints, he's mm-hmm. probably going to be the best option for anybody. And the quarterback class, from what I've seen coming out of college, is is brutal compared to, especially compared to this last year too. So I wouldn't be surprised if they roll with him for another year. But sometimes he just looks over the hill for sure. Yeah, I I, I have to agree with you. It, sh- it, sh- it should be his last year, but I don't know if it will be. Um, yeah, I just don't know what direction they would go, who they who they would get. There's just not a big free agent market this year like there was last year. Yeah, yeah. Alex Smith and Kirk Cousins last year were just huge prizes, and the prize this year would be like Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, great, he's a relatively good quarterback, but is he really going to be that big of an upgrade from Eli, who's been in the system forever? I don't know. Yeah, 
And I'm thinking like two year from now draft class is going to be better than this upcoming yeah. draft class for quarterbacks yeah, at least as far as like studs are concerned. I don't know about depth wise, but if you're looking for yep. a first round top ten pick, there's definitely better names in two years than. than Agreed. Yeah. So there's that too. All right. Yeah, it's just an interesting thing to think about. All right, let's talk a little bit about the league. Um. Let's see. I don't think there's really much for trade action. I don't think so. Looking at waiver wires. Um, anything interesting going on there? Uh, Tony adding TJ Eldon, adding Zimmel adding Jordan Reed. It's kind of that point in the year where... Yeah, most people are probably pretty set. Yeah. Going, to the, going in the last few weeks... Bye weeks will be done here after this next week, and then everyone just kind of in the playoff push or <laughs> or getting ready for next year, getting ready to move on to baseball. Yeah, well, Lamar Jackson was added. That was that, that was kind of funny by by Alex. Not sure what. Yeah, he's I saw about. that. I saw that one, and uh, kind of tease tease that a little bit later because I was, heard a lot about it, and Joe Flacco's potentially hurt, so could be a, could be a sleeper and. Uh, coming up here obviously just got extreme athleticism so we'll see if that works out for him i'm surprised he would drop Corey davis for him though yeah so that, yeah that's probably the the highlight i guess of the waivers is alex adding lamar uh, louisville jackson yeah. but uh mm-hmm. all right let's go into the matchup reviews i face leaf uh, who was the co-host last week and can your picks beat rick's uh, we only had one disagreement. Let's, let's see how that uh, turned out. All right, man, get, get some music started, and we'll we'll we'll, we'll pound through these. Let's do it. First up, we had Catalina Wine mixing. Kevin Plow playing Starcraft, Bamatu and Zimmel. Jared Zimmel. Close matchup here. This is the one pick that me and Leaf had as a disagreement. Who is going to come out on top? Let's find out. Cam Newton's been Zimmel's strongest player all year. Had a, had a down week, though. Only 14.7. Leonard Fournette coming back from the injury and doing what he was doing last year. Looking like a top eight back again with 22.9. Shady McCoy getting in double digits over 20 points, as we pointed out earlier. And then between his defense and his kicker, though, only six points. Ouch. On the other side here, we got Kevin Plow with Drew Brees doing his thing, 28.9. David Johnson looking good again, 30.3. Negative seven for the Jets D. What the fuck are you doing, Plow? You need to go forwards, not backwards. But because of Aaron Jones having a beast uh, outing, like Tyler said, 29.2. Plow just sneaks out on top, 114.4 to 110.9. Zimmel almost had the upset, but darn. Tyler, what do you guys say? Next up, we got my matchup, Double Badge Double Anal playing Nicole Efficient, Andrew Flick. 
Andrew Flick's been killing it all year. Aaron Rodgers, 18.1. Melvin Gordon, 22.5. Gurley with 22 as well. But off weeks with Cooper Cup getting injured. Jared Cook not doing anything. Sony Michelle playing like ass. Could this be double badge, double anal's week? Matt Ryan with 20.5. Been pretty solid all year. Mike Davis with Seattle running back he picked up with 14. And Austin Hooper getting in double digits. But unfortunately, everyone was pretty much fucking awful for double badge, double anal between Tyler Boyd, Adam Humphreys, Alshon Jeffrey, and James White killing me, having only 2.6. The Fleck wins this matchup and moves on. Anything to say uh, or anything to add, Tyler? Yeah, it was, a, it was a tough one for you. Not ideal when uh, James White has negative five yards rushing on the day for you. Um, not not terribly ideal. And uh, having Big Ben on your bench with 35.8 is tough. Uh, you had a lot of buys to Sanders on a buy, A.J. Green hurt, Alex Collins. But we'll see how Flick's team does going forward with Cup getting hurt. I think that was all of our concerns when the year started was he had a bunch of top studs but not a lot of depth. So we'll see if that hurts him. Yeah, Big Ben on Thursday night made the wrong quarterback move there. Oh well, you 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 learn you live and you learn. Next matchup, we got the Harry Buck kicker, Alex Williams, playing on Carry On My Wayward Johnson, Tony Faker, Tony was on a two-game losing streak, thinking he might have changed changing his team name, would have turned things around with them. No, he still continues to lose game, and he still can't pick a defense. He's like the Andrew Wiggins of this fantasy league. Scores scores a good amount of points, but has no D. Zero points by the Patriots' D. Tyrion Johnson uh, continuing to be good. Same with Elvin Kamara. OBJ with a great game, but just wasn't quite enough for Alex and his Mitch Trubisky. 36 points. Holy shit. What? Harrison Butker got in double digits. Living up to the team name, and then Tyree Kill, just just a monster. Uh, he didn't even need his uh, Adam Thielen number one receiver this week. Al goes and gets 118, only just 95. Yeah, Alex was, uh, was on top of it. Like you said, Trubisky uh, had a hell of a game, and Tyreek Thrill continues to be extremely good. And exactly that, Alex uh, played the right defense. 12 to a zero spot always helps. It's a nice little swing, and that's pretty much what made the difference there. Mm-hmm. All right, next up we got She Threw Free Three Throws. Playing I Love TDs in my face. Jordan Walmo, eating 2.5 and 5. Should have been a pretty good matchup. Uh, but Walmo with the six, 69, 6.9 point. Andy Dalton not doing dick. Uh, didn't have a good week, getting only 82.9 points. Eric Ebron was his best player. That's how you know you're going to have a, a, a rough outing. Patty Mahomes, 20.1. Christian McCaffrey, not one, but two touchdowns. Woo! Oh, never mind. He actually... No, he did have two touchdowns. One rushing, one one passing. <laughs> did he have three? All right, all right. Saquon Barkley, 10 points. Kelvin Ridley... Only with four, but still 123.4 points. Great showing by his kicker in defense, getting 25 total. Tyler, anything else to, to say in this one? Not too much. Uh, Asian Dave's team is, is looking real scary. If Mahomes continues it up, McCaffrey and Barkley, you know, are going to be decent. With that recent trade with uh, Zimmel and getting Tariq Cohen, 
he continues to outsnap Jordan Howard, shit, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with some playoff time. Agreed. Next matchup, we got Andrew Luck's next beard. Tyler Herman, the guest host, playing Jagruden the Trademaster, Dale Fast. Had this labeled as matchup of the week. Some good uh, playoff uh, uh, implications going on here. David Leafbad with Ryan Fitzmagic starting up in his lineup. Not having a Fitzmagic week. Only 13.7. Nick Chubb getting the longest rushing touchdown in Cleveland Browns franchise history. Going off. 32.9 points. Zeke the Freak getting that trade from Tony Faker. Getting 30.7. Getting the better end of that trade so far. Mike Evans 5.1. With all, getting in triple digits. 108.4. Nice job, Lee. Was it enough to take down uh, the next beard? No. Mark Ingram, 22.2. What a performance. James Conner having, having an off week, but luckily for uh, Tyler, an off week is 13.3 points. Julio Jones having a good week, and Zach Ertz on Sunday night pulling out the, the victory, as, as Tyler alluded to early, uh, later on. Anything else to say about your matchup, Tyler? No, I don't think so. I think uh, my receivers played up to the potential of so it's good to see Jones, Thomas, and Keenan Allen all go off and Ingram after a down week last week. So I'll take it. Again, good effort, Leaf, but uh, took you down. The rest of your team played like garbage. Absolutely. And then, uh, Tyler, you were you had the most points scored again. Uh, so uh, your your boo, as uh, Walmo called, uh, called uh, you, owes you, <laughs> <laughs> owes you $5. That's cute. I love it. I love it. We go way back. I'm sure we've traded five dollars many, many a times. But it was. Uh, it's nice. That's what three weeks in a row now. So I'll take it. I'm slowly working that way back toward that buy-in. Yeah. No. No kidding. Jesus. I mean, I'll take it. And uh, it was nice to take over the uh, the points four leader from uh, Flick. I thought he was going to go wire to wire with with most points, but after this last week, I edged him out. I'm up like eleven points or something like that. So. We'll see how it is these last three weeks, but hopefully I'll take that, I'll take that hundred burger as well. Yeah, and then uh, I go three three out of five on my picks. Leaf went four out of five, so I owe Leaf a burrito because um, Evan just pulled out that victory against uh, Zimmel's bum ass. I thought uh, Zimmel with uh, you know who did, did he have that just went off that shouldn't have. Uh, Trying to look here. Hey, it's shady go off. He shouldn't have really went off. Who's that? Uh, Lashawn McCoy. Yeah, to a twenty-three point eight. I was with Evan yesterday, and he said, "I thought he said he had Allen Robinson, but he definitely doesn't." That must have been. No, I think. I think. uh, I want to say Asian Dave has Allen Robinson. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah, so I don't know what the hell. I was trying to look for that when I was doing the matchups, but. Probably lied to me. You didn't lose to Allen Robinson. You lost to, or you didn't uh, almost lose to Allen Robinson. You did almost lose to, yeah, Shady McCoy, though. That's almost as bad. Yeah. All right, all right. Well, let's go into uh, Pussies Can't Play. I uh, got a couple new injuries. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about one, though, that uh, who was on the list last last week that continues to be on it. AJ Green, Hurtel. Doesn't look like uh, that pussy can play. Um, Des Bryant got signed Oof. by the by the New Orleans Saints. I <laughs> media was That's a tough one. Yeah, media was all over this guy's dick coming back. Like 
they were they were acting like fucking like Michael Jordan was coming out of retirement or something. Um, yeah, yeah, I didn't really understand it either. I'm I'm with you. I mean, I get it. He's he's a talented player, but he was talented five six years ago. He would have been depth for New Orleans if nothing else. I mean, I know they lost like Ted Ginn and things like that, but everybody was so hyped about him. Like he's gonna solidify this guy, this team's Super Bowl chance. They don't. They didn't need Des Bryant to be. To be better. I mean, honestly, not withstanding the injury, you'd never want that to happen to somebody. But I think they're going to be better off signing if they, from what I've heard, looking at signing Brandon Marshall than signing Dez. He's just a little bit more in playing shape than Dez, considering he played this year for the Seahawks. All right. I'm with you. I never want uh, someone to get hurt. I never wish upon injury, but I almost find the situation pretty laughable that he, uh, yeah, T- tears his ACL supposedly on the last play of practice as his first day as a New Orleans Saint. Yeah, um, so brutal. But it, it was kind of cool to watch some of the Saints game and um, everybody who scored between Kamara, Mark Ingram, and uh, Michael Thomas all kind of threw up the X, which is Dez's signature thing. So that was cool to, to get that support. So like we said, again, never, never going to wish injury upon somebody, but to have them go out and do that and get his signature out there and say, hey, we you're still a part of this team was pretty cool to see. Right. Yeah. All the players throwing up the X and stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm putting Le'Veon Bell on the pussy camp playlist because <laughs> he didn't show up uh, by the deadline today. So he went from the pussy can play, but he's being a bitch, uh, not holding out on his contract to just being a fucking pussy that, that he literally now can't play. He, he, he can't come back if he wants to even. No, that's brutal. It's uh, you got to have some pretty big cojones to leave fourteen and a half million on the table. And Gosh, right? Just for just for a year of of uh, keeping your body healthy and trying to get to free agency. So we'll see how this plays out next year. There's a whole lot of convoluted things that could go into a transition tag and things like that, which we don't have to get into. But I'll be intrigued to see how the offseason goes and where he ends up. Yeah, I don't know that he's going to find a better situation than he did with the Steelers. I mean, it's a fantastic offensive line. And now he's going to end up with, like, the Jets or Colts or, like, Titans or something like that just based on, like, cap space. I mean, good luck. You're just, you're just not going to have the same type of success. It's just not how that works. Yeah, that guy's a fucking idiot. I I didn't think I'd go from – like, last year he, he was – I don't know if, if you listened to the episodes, but I I, I was I, I, I had Flavion Bell up a lot. He was my favorite player. Absolutely. Uh, I predicted him as like the number one fantasy player. I, I love I went from loving this guy so much to being <laughs> one of my favorite players to now I, I can't stand him. I didn't think I would, that would ever happen. Like such a th- a 180 would happen for one player for, for me, but yeah, um, Bell, Bell somehow managed to do it. There's so yeah, there's so many people in, in fantasy this year, especially with how high of a draft pick he was for everybody. There's no way he wasn't somebody's first round draft pick in pretty much every league and just to this point where you've gotten absolutely no production and if nothing else he teased that he was going to report so many times that you've had to hold on to him for this long so you're you're getting rid of any potential like bench production or, or whomever if you could have dropped him for somebody and obviously now you can officially drop him if you're not in like a dynasty or a league but you just had that wasted space the entire time and got absolutely nothing out of it. You essentially just had one less bench bench spot than everybody else this whole year. Yep, pretty much. That was uh, that was <laughs> me and uh, two two out of my three leagues. But brutal. Uh, and I was meaning to ask you, how did you get James Conner? Didn't you get him for like nothing off the waivers? Yeah, I I'd kind of heard rumblings that 
of how the situation was going to play out. So they talked about, I actually got them before the season even started. So relatively right after our draft, I went out and probably within a day after our draft, went out and picked them up for, for nothing. Um, because I had heard kind of this rumblings of what might happen or what might play out. And I knew based on how the franchise tag works that if he really wanted to keep his body healthy, he didn't have to report until the Tuesday after week 10. So I was like, at best, I have probably the best handcuff in the league. Or at worst, I have the best handcuff in the league. Right. And at best, he doesn't report till week 10, and then I get him for that entire time. And it turns out there's even a better scenario where he's just like, fuck you, Steelers. I'm not going to report at all. So thankfully it worked out. I got him in a, in a few different leagues. So I, it was a good lucky guess. I'll take it. Yeah, holy shit. And I'm, uh, if anything, this was just a lesson for me where I think I'm, I've handcuffed players before, but I just don't do it all the time. And I don't know. I might take handcuffing running backs a little bit more seriously, especially yeah, if they're going to be bitches. Yeah, and it's tough. It's, it's tough because I think – nobody's i mean it's been kind of that that same way it's it's really only useful for like those bell cow running backs like a melvin gordon you should probably really have austin eckler because he could step in and take all the work because he can receive and then for Le'Veon, get whoever that was before it was like stephen ridley or even uh, uh james connor to this to the to that point this year but some of those other middling ones potentially if somebody goes down the next person in line isn't going to come in and take all the work but when somebody's a bell cow, hey, sometimes it's worth it. Yeah. All right, who else do I got on here? Marvin Jones with the knee injury. I'm gonna, uh, he's most likely not going to play. Put him on the pussy can't play list. Jordy Mel- Nelson, he's going on the pussy might not play list. Um, oh. And then Cooper Cup, looks like he tore his ACL. He, he's, uh, he's out at pussy can't play. Yeah, tough one. That's a tough one. Cooper was having a good season. He was a top 20 wide receiver. That Rams offense is absolutely explosive. So we'll kind of see who, who next man up is for them. But, yeah, that's tough to see Cooper. He was having a hell of a year. Yeah, apparently it's uh, Josh Reynolds. Ever heard of him? Uh, I've heard of him. I don't know much about him. So I know he'll be he'll be a good sleeper. I'm sure he's on pretty much everybody's radar now. They've been blowing him up on ESPN and Fantasy Football Now and all those type of things like that too. So. I'm sure everyone knows about him now. If the uh, waivers run either tonight or tomorrow, depending on your league, um, he'll be a good one to get in there. Who knows what type of role he'll step into? I'm sure it won't be as extensive as Cooper Cups right away, but he has he's shown in the past when Cup Cup set out week like six or something like that. He had like eighty and two touchdowns. So we'll mm-hmm. see. Yep, yep. All right, uh, let's do the picks. Can your picks beat Rick's? Tyler, you accept the challenge. Let's do it. I, I have to redeem myself because I think you might have had like two wins all of last season, and one of them was against me. Ouch! Yeah, if you, <laughs> yeah, if you lost me last year. Yeah, that's that's bad. It was it wasn't ideal. Yeah, I was giving all burritos last year. <laughs> all right, I thought I thought this was a pretty good week for matchups, didn't you? This was this was tough. A few of them. I, I agree. I, I went back and forth on a couple. I felt like a couple were pretty straightforward and. A couple of them, I, I went back and forth, and probably still going back and forth as we're talking about it. Yeah, all right. So I'm I'm excited. Uh, I'd be surprised if we agreed on them all. But uh, let's too. start. Let's start with the easy one. We did have a couple by by week matchups here. Uh, first one we got Asian Dave playing Zimmel. Um, I guess I guess I'll let you go first. 
But. Yeah, I think I think Asian Dave definitely keeps the train rolling. Like you said, McCaffrey's got a sick matchup against Detroit. Literally the worst run defense in the NFL. Barkley against Tampa Bay. I mean, I think those two alone could potentially could potentially win them the matchup. And then Mahomes against the Ram on Monday night. We all know that's just going to be a shootout. So uh, Zimmel, I, I don't know. There's just not a lot there. There's a bunch of people on by. So. After he takes Kenyon Drake out, I don't even really know who he's going to put in at running back. McCoy's on a bye. Gronk's on a bye. He's literally going to have to pick up a running back on the waiver wire to play. So just don't see it happening. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, Dejan Dave, I think it's a lock pretty much. I mean, I, I, I picked Zimmel last week as like an upset. And, uh, I mean, he played well. He got the triple digits. But I just don't think he can get 100-plus points two weeks in a row with that lineup. Um, mm-hmm. Sorry, Zim. And, yeah, I'm going to go with, with with Asian Dave. He's got George, George Kittle on a bye. No big deal. So, in agreement yeah, there. Yeah. Yep. Uh, let's see. Next matchup. Let's pull, let's pull up here. Um, Phony Faker, another 2-8 and eight team, going up against the Catalina Wine mixing. Kevin Plow, uh, I'm gonna go. This this one was a little bit tougher. Um, I agree. But, but I'm gonna go with uh, the the favorite in this matchup, Evan, because I feel like I've been going against Evan uh, a lot this year, and it's been it's, it's been it's been coming back to to hurt me. Um, Evan's been winning his matchups, and I've been picking Tony quite a bit, and the, the guy keeps losing. He, he he can't play a defense to save his life. So I'm I'm gonna go with uh, Kevin Plow on this one. Who do you got? I, this was one of the tougher ones for me, and uh, I, I thought you might pick Evan, so I'm actually going to go with Raker on this. I think a Breeze at home against Philly, he should probably be fine, but mixing against Baltimore is pretty tough for Evan. Golden Tate looked absolutely brutal in his first. He played like 15 or 20 snaps out of like 60 snaps for Philly, so he might not be that integrated into the offense yet. And beyond that, Raker's got some good matchups on his side. Kamara against Philly is not great. Uh, OBJ against Tampa Bay is is pretty solid. Um, so as long as he gets a quarterback in there, he's got Brady on by this week, but shouldn't have too much issue finding one. But I, I could for, definitely foresee him pulling off the upset. So I'm going with Riker. All right. We got our first uh, disagreement there. And uh, let's see here. What should I pull up next? Uh, let's go with my matchup. Double badge, double anal playing. I love TDs in my face. Uh, who do you got in this one? Uh, I think I got to go with Jordan. He's my boo thing, uh, like we've talked about before. And uh, he picked me, so I, I, I think respectfully I have to pick him. Uh, but truly, I think he's got a lot of solid matchups on his side as well. Kareem Hunt again against L.A. Their defense is, like we talked about, relatively overrated. Tevin Coleman's been on a roll lately. The only thing he's got to uh, fix is... His kicker and his defense, which shouldn't be a big deal. And he's even got AP. He wants to rotate in there if he wants. But he might still, on your side, might still be a little bit of a struggle with A.J. Green. And now James White on a bye as well isn't ideal. Um, Mike Davis, who knows how he'll do Thursday. I mean, Chris Carson could be out. But Rashad Penny went off last week, so he might get some more carries on Thursday night. So that might be a tough one, a tough committee. So I think uh, Jordan might take it just to... Just he's got a little bit more consistency across the board, I think, this week. 
Yeah, yeah, like you brought up uh, Rashad Penny, I actually had him in all three of my leagues uh, at the start of the season, and we, league by league, I slowly just started dro- dropping. Yeah. And I'm glad he finally went off in uh, week 10 or whatever the fuck it is. Thank, <laughs> yeah, thanks, Rashad. He, been. he was He was doing nothing until this week, so I, I don't blame you. I had him in a couple leagues and dropped you through, so I'm with you. Yeah, so I'm uh I'm I'm going with myself. Um, not looking at matchups or anything. I'm just looking at the guy I'm playing, and uh, I have a very good streak against Wamo. He already beat me once this <laughs> That's year. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, there's no way he beats me twice this this year. I I refuse it. So I'll I'll, I'll pull <laughs> I'll pull something out of my ass. I don't know who's gonna go off, but like Elshon Jeffrey, Tyler Boyd, just. Someone unexpected will, will will do something good and. Uh, Love it. You'll get you'll get like a three touchdown Ebron game out of out of uh, Austin Hooper or something. Yep. Yeah. Something like that. So I'm uh, going with myself. Um, next matchup. Let's pull up uh, Leaf Blad's match matchup here. Um, going up against. <clears throat> uh, fuck. Who, who was that again? Um, going up against Alex. Alex. Yeah. Good in the trade, master. Uh, I think it's my turn to go first, and I'm gonna go with um, Leaf Bad here. This was a really tough one. Um, I agree. Basically, had to flip a coin. Yeah, this was a tough one. Um, but just Ezekiel Elliott and Travis Kelsey, like those guys a lot, and. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm Jordan Howard, yeah, that, see, that's what scares me is I'm, I'm predicting Jordan Howard will, will do okay this week. But if he doesn't, I don't know. Al's got the he's, he's playing Lamar Jackson. I mean, that just I don't know. That, that, yeah. If, if I don't know if he, I could see Alex putting him in this as the starting quarterback just for tonight, just so I think he's playing him and then take him off <laughs> just to fuck with me, but. No, he's probably not playing Kirk Cousins against the Bears. He probably truly is playing Lamar Jackson, and that's, I don't know, yeah. it's just a little scary. I'm surprised he's not going to play Mitch Trubisky. Well, actually, you know, Mitch Trubisky's playing the Vikings D, so yeah, he's definitely right. not going to play him. Oh, yeah, so uh, I'm just I'm just going to go with, with, with Leaf Black, but I think it's going to be very, very close. Who do you got? Yeah, absolutely. This was definitely the hardest matchup, I think, to pick out of all of them. And uh, I went with Alex simply because I see uh, I was just kind of looking at matchups and people uh, with Nick Chubb on a bye. That means he would potentially plug in Jordan Howard up there and then have his flex spot open. Jordan Howard has been brutal recently. I, I think Travis Kelsey have a bounce back game. He played pretty shitty last week. So did Mike Evans. So they'll do okay. Um, but beyond that, on his bench, I mean, I guess Amari Cooper has been playing okay. But beyond that, he doesn't have a whole lot of bench depth, so I don't know who he's going to play in there. But I think T.Y. does fine against Tennessee. They're pretty susceptible to stuff over the top. Um, Tyreek Hill against the Rams, again, they, that game's going to be a shootout. And Marlon Mack's been an absolute beast. So I could definitely see Leaf winning, but I, uh, I think I took Alex by the slimmest of margins. I think it'll be really close. Yeah, and this is a good segue to uh, Amari Cooper is a pooper. <laughs> uh, your mini mini segment break. So Mark Cooper did last week. He had six catches for seventy five yards, seven point five. He's uh he's actually looking like a, a receiver now that he's on uh, the Dallas Cowboys, and he's uh, slowly climbing up to the top ten. But he's still got a ways to go. He is currently the fifty sixth ranked fantasy receiver. Oof. Ugly. It's 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 so funny to see how the Raiders have fallen off. I mean, two years ago they were twelve and four, and 
Derek Carr was a godsend and everybody was loving him. And a year later, two years later, you get uh, Gruden in there and just everything becomes a dumpster fire, sells off all the picks. So we'll see how it goes in a couple of years. You got, what, four first-round picks this next year or something like that, three this year and one next year I think it might be. So mm-hmm. we'll see, but I, I can't believe it's that big of an upgrade from Derek Carr to Dak Prescott, but who knows. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just nice to have a running game because – we sure know the Raiders don't have that. Right. Yeah, who knows what it is. Um, but, yeah, Carr. He'll just never no- be on one of my teams, I promise you that. Just no- nobody talks about Carr anymore. Just, he's so irrelevant no. now. It's it's ridiculous. Um, but, all right. So you got another disagreement there. I knew, we, I knew we'd have some. I didn't know we'd have this many, though. I didn't either. I didn't either. I, I knew a couple of them would be close. But we'll take it. It'll at least be a fun one to watch. All right, and then uh, next up, I got uh, the matchup of the week. The guy that's been that was that was killing it all all year, and he's in uh, first place. The coefficient Andrew Flip going up against the guy who's been killing it uh, this this these past few weeks, he's scoring an outrageous amount of points. Yourself, Andrew Lux Neckbeard, uh, eight and two, six and four. I, I like this matchup. Tony Romo is going to be broadcasting this one. Yeah, um, it should it should be good. I mean, it's you know it's going to be. A, I feel like it's going to be kind of that uh, that Rams Chiefs shootout. I think whoever wins this one's going to have to get like probably one hundred five plus. It's going to be be my estimation. It's going to be a, it's going to be enough to take it down. All right. So who do you who do you got in this one? Um, I I took uh, I took Flick. Um, he he's been he's been pretty consistent throughout. I think Melvin Gordon will do just fine against Denver again. Todd Gurley against Kansas City will be fine. Um, I'll be curious to see how Antonio Brown does against Jacksonville. They've been pretty shitty recently. Uh, my only concern with him is, I mean, John Brown is his other receiver. He does have a lot of buys, so again, he doesn't have a lot of depth. So I wouldn't be surprised, but I think uh, I don't know that Mark Ingram will have the same type of game he did the last couple weeks. Um, so we'll see. I could see myself winning it, but just based on on recent luck, I think it's uh, at least about to run out for this week. So I took flick. All right, we got another disagreement. I'm going with the the co-hosts. I like going yes. with the, the co-hosts a lot of the times. And I'll take uh, it. yeah, you got you got you got more depth at least uh, as I of do. right now as it stands from, from top to bottom. Um, I like every every player on your team has potential to go off. Where with with Flip, uh, the Austin Eckler train that was going off in the beginning of the year, that, I think I think that's come to a, a standstill. That guy is not fucking putting up eighteen point six points again like he did in Week One. No, he's pretty relevant on his flex. And then you know John Brown and Vance McDonald, like who the fuck are those guys? I don't <laughs> I don't like that. Um, I do like the other Brown, Antonio Brown, um, and obviously yep. Todd. Any any guy who's got Todd Gurley, he's got he's got to stand. A fighting chance, um, but uh, gonna be another close matchup. I've got got you though uh, squeaking by and uh, Viking Vikings D. I hope they put uh, Mr. Bisky uh, on it uh, so far up his head, so far up his ass. He uh, doesn't know where he is after the game. Yeah, I agree. That's a that's a tough call for me I, for for the Minnesota D. I, I don't know. I think it was like Alex who dropped him a couple weeks ago. I was I was surprised, just kind of on their bye week, but 
thankfully I had the availability to pick them up. So they had a few good matchups down the stretch. So hopefully you can put Trubisky in the ground a, a, a few times. So I'm a little nervous about that, but again, it's just a defense. So how, how much can it really adversely affect me? Um, unless you're Evan or Raker where you get negative seven or negative four. All right. So I think we had only one, uh, agreement the whole time. And that was, uh, the, the bye week matchup with Asian Dave. Yep. I so. think so. All right, all right. I like it. Uh, let's go into uh, sleep, sleeper picks. Um, I, I I usually only go with one or two. I I just got one, and I'll, I'll just make it. We we already really talked about them. Um, yeah. Josh Josh Reynolds. Um, I guess so I I didn't go too uh, too crazy on this this week's sleeper pick. Um, I don't even know if you can call him one, but yeah, the guy that's right. taking over Cooper Cup, LA Rams guy, he wouldn't be a, normally be a guy you play, but um, definitely worth a shot throwing him in your lineup this this week as he's a uh, LA Rams uh, starting receiver now, and you know, if you watched even a little bit of football, you know the Rams' uh, passing offense is pretty pretty good. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I just have a couple. I got I got a running back and a really a couple receivers because I was just looking at the waiver wire because. As far as other like sleepers, because like Lamar Jackson was already picked up, so he could be one. Like if you're in a different league, but he's already owned in this one. But uh, Josh Adams is one. He's a running back for the Eagles. Um, Doug Peterson is trying to get him a lot more reps because first of all, the Eagles' backfield is absolutely brutal, and uh, he's been doing relatively well recently. Um, so we'll see. He could uh, he could pop off. I don't know if that'll be like starter worthy, but uh, maybe an eye to keep on if you're in like a dynasty or anything like that. And then just if you're looking for receiver help, um, like we mentioned before, Alex dropped Corey Davis, who absolutely went bananas at like 18 and a half this last week and has been doing relatively well. And then uh, another one was Anthony Miller uh, for the for the Chicago Bears. Trubisky just loved throwing to him. He's had a pretty solid season, um, but the last few weeks he's had uh, 9, 5, 11, 6, and 18 and a half. So he's at least been consistent for you if you're looking for a solid kind of wide receiver three or flex. Who is this? The Bears wide receiver? Anthony. Yeah, Anthony, Anthony, Anthony Miller. Anthony Miller. Huh. Yeah, so they, they got Allen Robinson, who's been relatively consistent. A lot of people know him from his time on the Jags. Um, but, yeah, Anthony Miller. He uh, had a breakout game last week. He went for, like, 120 and a touchdown last week. And he had a, he set a couple rushes, too. So he had, like, six the week before and 11 the week before that. So he's been relatively consistent, kind of an every other week. Um, been busting off for double digits. Huh. Never even heard of him. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sure I'll see him on Sunday night when I watch that game. I'm like, there you go. I'm excited for that game. Yeah, it should be a good one. Yeah. All right. Well, that, that's that's all that's all I got for the for the show. Is there anything else you needed to talk about? Any other topics you wanted to harp on? Uh, um, I don't think so. I think uh, I think it's been pretty good. I definitely an avid pod listener, so I'm the I'm the one who's listening at work and trying to avoid the responsibility as much as possible. So I always appreciate when they come out early. Um, in, a, in our other league, we got a pod that comes out, so I know they I know they take a lot of work. So I always uh, I always appreciate it every time because I know there's a lot that goes into it. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. Trying trying to try do as little responsibility as possible, aren't you in HR? <laughs> I am. I am. It's uh, that how that ter- works. Not terribly ideal, but uh, hey. Uh, all I'm in is for uh, for employee questions. So hey, if they don't have any questions, it makes for an easy day sometimes. Yeah, I suppose. 
beyond that, it's just crunching numbers and uh, and data spreadsheets and things like that. So I can listen to music and listen to podcasts while I'm doing that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You almost got to. Are you going to go to the CRFL? Yeah, absolutely. I, I got I to be up there. Uh, hopefully we can uh, get a bunch more people like we did last year. It's been a blast. I mean, like we've talked about, we've done this for, pff, I don't even know, going on 10 years now, I think, which seems absolutely ridiculous. And it started with like four to six of us. And last year we had, what, almost 30 or something crazy? Yeah, I think so. It had to have been because we had, what, was it two or three games going on? At least two. I, we had three for sure. Yeah, we definitely had three games going on. Uh, so. ten, yeah, it's probably <laughs> about 30 people, yeah. Yeah, it's a blast every time. And uh, I know i gotta I got to see if I can upstage Plow. He absolutely destroys every single year. So we know Ben's a beast, so hopefully I can outplay Plow if we're uh, playing against each other because I think he destroyed me a couple times last year. Well, Paul's been doing yoga uh, on a daily oh, basis geez. now, so watch out. Uh, that I dude, just that I just drink beer and try to avoid responsibility, so this is not ideal. I'm not in not in playing shape, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just I just got off of running the New York City Marathon, so I'm uh, I'm not in good shape either. So yeah, um, yeah, okay. That's a, that's what we'll go with. I think just, just I don't. Think the, that one of miles is more than I've ran in my entire lifetime. So I think you're winning that that battle. Yeah, yeah. Just don't don't even bother covering me. I'll be I'll be slow <laughs> and out of shape. Um, but just the Energizer Bunny every year. You and Walters just never stop. <laughs> uh, but yeah, appreciate you coming on. Um, I'll get this uh, episode uploaded tonight, so you can uh, listen to it tomorrow morning instead of. Uh, uh, you know, ha- having people ask you where uh, where the bathroom is or whatever, you know, and they ask you. Love it. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks, Yves. I appreciate you having me. It was uh, it was a blast. All right. Appreciate it, Tyler. Uh, thanks for coming right. on. Have a good one. You too.